This time on Holy Ghost Notes. Who knows what's going to happen? I've always wanted to be that guy. Or do I? I was thinking about you. Dude, you're just starting to trigger people. You fail. It's not going to go over well. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. My name is Mac Reiner and I have my co-host, Tim Anderson. What's up? What's up? What's up? Brother. Brother. Good to see you. You too. <clears throat> how uh, how are things good going? To be back. How's things the project? Going well, man. The uh, the project is good. Um, I've been sending you some updates. I think I posted a video on the um, on the Instagram as well. Yeah. Or something. Uh, you sent me a video. Kind of and it looks off good. The rim. Yeah, it's it's coming together, man. It's um everything at this point is it's sheetrocked, spackled. Um, all mm-hmm. the the trim is back up. Um, the ceiling fans in, you know, the works. Um, so now I am, uh, it's kind of on me to paint and <laughs> get the uh, acoustic treatment up and the weather stripping on the door and mm-hmm. somehow treat the windows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been looking into some different window treatments. Uh, I think I mentioned this last time, but if anyone knows of any that's listening, Mm-hmm. Feel free to send me some ideas because everything I'm looking at is very expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it's coming together. I'm probably, I'd say, about a week away from being able to start actually setting up some gear right. and dialing things in. Bad. And yeah, so are you doing the work there. yourself, or do you have anybody helping you specifically I, with the drywall and? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I was going to do it myself, which is why I didn't do it when the original renovations were happening at the house. Um, But then I had uh, my contractor here, and he said that his guys had an open day, and that if I allowed them to come do the room for me, they would knock off a huge chunk of money off the price. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? It's going to take me months to do this, and Mm -hmm. I'm already exhausted and busy as ever. I'm just going to bite the bullet, have them do it. Um, and I'm really <laughs> glad that I did. Um, so it's, it looks good. And I, I, you know, we did it right. I, I wanted mm-hmm. to do it right, which is, yeah, what we did. So used quiet cool. rock for the sheet rock, which is like a thicker, uh, it's a thick, it's actually two layers of sheet rock, but then mm-hmm. there's, uh, like a, uh, sound reduce, reducing sound reduction, uh, sealant in between. Um, so it stops the vibrations from, from happening. Hmm. So it should be more soundproof than like doing the double rock method, which I is can't what I wait time. to see your so. new studio. I, I feel like it's I've been awesome. seeing you on a couch in a living room for the last, I don't know, three, <laughs> three months. Yeah. It's been a while since yeah. you were in your studio. Do you know what the new owners of your house did with your old studio? Do you think it'll just be a closet in the basement? And yeah, most likely. That's that. Okay, they'll yeah, never know. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a an older woman uh, who's living there okay. uh, on her own. I can't imagine that she would be <laughs> making it as studio. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. who knows? Uh, yeah. No judgments here. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Well, but how are you doing, man? What's yeah? What's I was gonna say I've been doing some projects recently too. Yeah. Um, prior to that, I was on vacation. We, my wife and I went on two back-to-back vacations. Nice. They were both great. They were both very different from each other. 
So the first pot, the first podcast, the first vacation we went on was to Portland, Maine. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been up to Maine? I've never been. Uh, Okay. I would like to. I've heard Mm -hmm. a lot of good things. Maine's really great. The first time we played Portland, Maine was 2005 on our very Mm -hmm. first U.S. tour. Okay. Uh, Well, our, our first nationwide tour. Yeah. We played a place called The Station. And if you're listening to this and you live in Maine, specifically Portland, uh, you probably know where I'm talking about. It's down a flight of stairs, a bunch of pool tables. Okay. Um, I have really great memories of playing there. <laughs> it was, it was uh, I don't know, similar to a VFW hall vibe in that it felt like mm-hmm. everyone there was friends. and That's cool. Were, everyone there were friends, rather. Yeah. Um, but I, I really haven't vacationed there. I had no reason to. Well, I have a friend from South Carolina whose wife has um, family there. So Annie and I flew up and we spent a couple of days up there, had a great time, came home on a Saturday, Sunday left for the beach with my family. Hmm. And uh, that was, that was nice. great. We went to Wildwood, New Jersey. Okay. And um, spent 4th of July there. And nice. It was, it, was, it was nice. Got home and have been settling back in here and i'm getting to the point where it's it's um time to time to get everything in gear Mm -hmm. for two reasons one we are having a baby girl in september and so Mm -hmm. there are things that need to get done in the house that i've started and i want to talk about that in a second with you the other thing is practicing for um the august run that we're doing up to canada so we okay. are supporting Ice Nine Kills on a run yeah. up to a Canadian festival. There's there's two headlining dates in there, and then we're home. Nice. Uh, and then I have a drum clinic in Pittsburgh. If you're listening to this and you live in Pittsburgh, please come out to see um, to see me and say hi. August first, it's in Pittsburgh, and uh, it's limited seating. So nice. I will cool. be posting about it here this next week. Actually, I'm just getting some awesome. of the assets now. So those two things are coinciding with each other. And much like how you have been feeling, everything happens at once. Mm-hmm. And it just gets kind of crazy. Well, uh, I've already noticed that with our family growing, right, I have to think about things differently. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty particular about how I do things. I won't be able to do that forever. I'm going to have to pick my battles, and if something needs done, (laughs) (laughs) I can see the smile on your face. I can't spend forever doing it just because I want it to be done the way I want it to be done. So um, I have a story, and then I want to ask you a question. Today I was working outside, and my neighbor came around the corner of my house. I had um, the radio on or a podcast on, and when I'm working, I'm extremely focused. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And he knows that because he's been my neighbor for over 10 years. Well, he came around the corner of my house and scared the crap out of me. <laughs> like, I, I, I think I actually jumped. <laughs> so I was thinking about you after this happened because I know you have a lot of projects going on. And you're yeah. doing a lot of the work yourself, which is how I am, because we don't have all the money in the world to do things. And also, that's just how we were raised if if you can do something or maybe you can do something try mm-hmm. um unless it makes sense to hire somebody so anyway i'm installing um buried 
downspout extensions to get the water away from my house, and it's it's a pretty big project. It doesn't sound it's like a, a big project, but it is. You got to get it digging. Right. It's a lot of digging. And it's a decent amount of math to get the slope right. Mm, figure yeah. out where you want to send the water. I have a rancher, so it doesn't look like a lot of water, but it's a lot of water moving out of mm. two downspouts. Okay. Uh, and I just had brand new carpet put in my studio, so I don't want it to get wet. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking about you. I'm like, I wonder what Tim's like when he's working. Hmm. Is Tim super focused where it'd be, it'd be, if I showed up, he would just be a completely different person and wouldn't want to sit down and, and talk and, um, <laughs> or would, or would he be exactly like he is just having a good time, making the most of it. Yeah. He cares about it, but it's not the end of the world. And the, the, the side I landed on was the, the pri the, the former mm. that when you're working, you are f very focused and you're not, you're not upset, but you're not your jolly self. That's yeah. how I am. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's probably accurate. I would say, yeah, I think so. uh, my wife says that I have like a work voice. So yeah. <laughs> 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 like she can tell when I pick up the phone and it's a client, yep. uh, you know, like the, there's a specific voice that I have, uh, I, I guess. I've heard that um, voice. <laughs> this is just, you know, professional, I guess. Mm -hmm. Just being, you know, it's, I, I, with certain clients, I will get like friendly, you know, and more myself, uh, kind of break the walls down a little bit. Um, I try to be very personable. Can I hear it? Build Can I hear it? Just like, a, I don't know, just like a, I don't know just if like I could do it second. on cue. I don't know. I, I don't really know what it is. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a mindset that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And, and that kind of just, it's like a, you know, I'll see if I can bring effect. it out of you. Um, you could try. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'll be able to, I think I'm like that with, um, like, like not just business and company things, but like when I'm taking care of business, mm -hmm. like negotiating prices with people, like there's a professionalism that like just kicks in. Yeah. For me, when it's not like a, you know, for pleasure, mm -hmm. you know, interaction, I guess. I, mm. I think that's what happens. Or if I have yeah. to be, you know, um, on my game, because I am the type of person, like my personality, you could walk all over me. Like you could, I, I'm such a pushover. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I'd rather <laughs> change my entire worldview so that we could be buddies than like stick to my guns and ruin a friendship. You know, that's mm -hmm. me uh, like when I'm normal, but I can't be that way when I'm, <laughs> when I'm doing business, <laughs> you know, when I'm trying, trying to get to make the, the best money. rate on my air conditioner, you know? Right. Uh, so it's like, <laughs> um, it, that's, that's when that, so you've been lying to me for four in. years on this podcast, <laughs> just going along with everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, think I think that there's I think a, this I, podcast I, yeah. is strongest when we disagree, which we've been I doing agree, yeah. more so recently. <laughs> <laughs> or do I? <laughs> I love I love that you just got done talking about how agreeable you are, and I said something that could be I mean it's I think it's true and I think you think it's true I think but it's, it's just I funny do you're like you're like I agree <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight that battle pick my battles there oh, I love that <laughs> well I disagree <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we're no, gonna disagree about the topics today 
You think so? And I'm excited for it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I hope so. I hope <laughs> <do>. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of our topics, uh, why don't we uh, why don't we head right into those? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for that. So, drum topic today. Uh, well, I haven't said this in a while. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, Holy Ghost Notes is a pun that Tim came up with to represent the two things we love the most, or at the very top of the list, um, two things that we like a lot. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <clears throat> if the wives are listening, that it's not going to go over well. <laughs> I know exactly. I have to be careful when I use the word love. I, I throw it around like it's nothing, and it's it's silly to do. Obviously, drumming is not as high as several things in my life. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I like drumming. I, I love think, God. I think everyone understands what we're, That's what we're right. getting at. <laughs> it's two things I, that we can talk about in excess. I would say. Yep, and, that's exactly And right. never get, get bored of. Yeah. So drumming and God or drum topic mm-hmm. and faith topic. So our drum topic today um, has to do with, well, the reason I thought about it is because tomorrow I am playing two worship sets at my church. And each set is eight songs. Mm-hmm. And I've heard 20% of the songs in each set. And I didn't work at all on the songs. <laughs> Meaning I listened through all of them once, yeah, but I didn't yeah. sit down and play any of them a single right. solitary second. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I wasn't concerned about it at all. I was actually really excited to go into worship practice mm-hmm. tonight. Dude, I had a blast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. I played better than I do at an August Burns Red show. <laughs> now, yeah. it's great. all relative because it's like 105 BPM and yeah. uh, quarter notes and eighth notes. And if you have a 16 note fail, it's it's a lot. But slow is hard. Playing yeah. dynamically is not easy. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I don't look at it like that where it's like, it's, it's only hard if it's fast. ABR stuff's the hardest stuff I have to play. Absolutely. But not just because it's it's hard drumming. It's also a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it's physically demanding because it's fast and we play for a long time. Right. Tonight was so fun. We played eight songs. We, we played six of the eight songs, and I was coming up with ideas as we went where I would say through my talk back to the, to the music director, or to my buddy Tony, uh, who's leading, that I think we should try this. Let's start this song off with like a Queen-style big... Mm drum fill intro just to bring all of the kids into this so we're playing for this k through four group tomorrow and it's called summer blast it's not a conventional sunday morning church service it's like a worship set for a vacation bible school if you will okay yeah yeah so we want to make it fun and it's our first sets at nine in the morning so i was like we should probably do something that's fun and upbeat Yeah, yeah actually tony came up with that but um I just had some ideas here and there where it's, we would just stop and be like, let's, let's try this. This is cool. And we would yeah. jam. Well, on top of the fact that I didn't really know what I was going to play for any of the songs besides the drum groove that I had heard maybe in each of the mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about what it's like to play when you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. I think something really cool happens when you show up 
to a jam session or a shed, if you will. <laughs> I didn't grow up with that terminology and I didn't grow up doing that. No one in my mm-hmm. town got together and played drums like that until I was like 16. And that was really rare. I got together with Grant McFarland from This the Apocalypse. He had mm-hmm. a Orange County drums percussion kit, the Travis Barker edition. Oh, nice. Yeah. Brought it over. We played. I have no idea what, what we even played. I, I think it was like he probably set up his kit and hit it a couple times and then packed it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was always so jealous of the guys who would play just like trade fours because mm-hmm. it seemed like something that would be really good for your practice time. Yeah, yeah. That lends itself to what I'm talking about here. My weakness as a drummer was always the fact that my strength was being prepared. In other words, I could only play if I knew exactly what I was going to play. Mm -hmm. And that worked really well with the band because when we showed up to play a show, I did my job well and I didn't have to step outside of those boundaries. Yeah. But But I've always envied people that could. And playing tonight gave me the it reminded me how freeing it is and how much better I've gotten at it. Hmm. I, 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 th- I thought to myself, man, this is how I've always wanted to be able to play drums where I can just sit down and play and someone is listening and they come up to me afterwards and they'll say, how did you do that? Or what did you do? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I've always wanted to be that guy. I feel like I'm always the guy asking the question. Hey, what was that? Can you play that again? And the drummer's like, I, I've, I have no idea what I played. I'm like, what? How could you have no idea? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, that's, I think worship is a really good example uh, for this type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like you, I, I, I've never really had an opportunity to just go to a jam session other than like right. some like little things with friends. But in most cases, it wasn't with other drummers where I was really cutting my teeth. It was kind of just jamming with a guitarist or a bass player or so, you know, something like that here and there. Um, but worship, um, especially, uh, one specific worship scenario that I was in for a number of years, there was no telling what was going to happen ever. Yeah. I mean, even like we would rehearse the songs. Yeah. I would know the song. Sometimes we'd play the same songs we've been playing for months or years. And as soon as we're in the worship setting, who knows what's going to happen? I know. <laughs> it's just like, uh, we might play it the same way. There might be an extra verse. We might yeah. cut the song in half and head right into another song that's not in the set. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that was really, um, it was frustrating for me uh, for a little while. Um, but since I've been out of that situation, I miss it. Because there mm-hmm. was, like you said, the sense of freedom to it. Um, and, and now I kind of, I almost crave it. In fact, mm-hmm. um, I got asked to play, uh, play drums for, for church this Sunday. And there, he basically was like, you know, I don't even need you to come to practice. Just show up and yep. it'll be fine. And yep. that was really attractive to me. I can't because I have a bachelor party that I have to go to this weekend. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, I would have been like, yeah, that sounds great. That's like yeah. right down my alley. Um, but it is interesting uh, because there is a, a sense of, um, I think it's 
it feels safe to know what you're doing. You mm -hmm. know, it feels safe to have practiced it and it gives you confidence in yourself that you know, okay, this will likely go without a hitch because there's, you know, I've, I've played this through so many times. I know it like the back of my hand mm -hmm. and uh, I just have to follow the status quo. I mean, half the bands that I was in, that's exactly what we did. We had a click track. I knew the parts. I played it beat for beat. Mm -hmm. It was the exact same every single time. Uh, sometimes there was a minor hiccup or something here and there that you had to, you know, figure it out. But uh, for the most part, it was pretty much just exactly the same. And there is like a sense of safety. Uh, it kind of takes the, the fear away from it. But it also, um, it kind of puts out the ability to be creative. You know, it, it's... Well, I, I, I actually that. would go further than that, though. I, let me try to articulate this. At least in my case. Now, maybe it's because it's my job. But I, if I know exactly what I'm supposed to play and I've practiced it a bunch, then I'm holding mm -hmm. myself to that. Mm -hmm. And now I've just set an expectation. So there's Does that make pressure. sense? Mm. Yes, there's more pressure. But, but Tim, the weird thing is no one else is putting that... <laughs> how do I say this? I'm the only one that knows what I'm supposed to be playing if I practice yeah, it a bunch, right. right? No one else mm -hmm. knows that. As far as anyone else is concerned, I haven't played this before. And in fact, Just you like probably I could didn't... play something different and people would love it. Exactly. Yeah. But because in my head I'm saying, all right, this is what I practiced. I'm going to play it that yeah. way. Now instead of listening to what the keys are doing... I'm actually thinking and listening to what I'm doing. Hmm. I never thought about that until tonight. Until That's I was playing. Like this yeah. is so bizarre. My whole life I've prepared. You need to prepare. You need to show up and be ready. The Zildjian mm -hmm. Live I did, I would have been a mess, right? But it's all about the context. In that case, I had two chances to get it right on camera, 75 people in the room with headphones. You can't just make it up with the style of music that I was playing there. Right. But someone like Sarah or some of the other guys that were playing there, you know, guys and girls that were playing there, it's it's in their nature to improv it and just have the base framework there. Yeah. Um, I found it very freeing to not have a standard to hold myself to, to go into this and just play. Mm -hmm. Because, number one, I listened more to what other people were doing. And two, I didn't perform performing for me means playing what I'm supposed to play hmm. tonight I played meaning I just I hit the drums mm -hmm. <laughs> the way that in a way that fit the music Yeah, and that was right. really it sounds so if you're listening to this and you're not a drummer you're like well what are you what's the difference it's like oh, there's actually a big difference mm -hmm. it would be like getting in your car and driving down the road and following the speed limits and staying on your side of the road and you've 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 um you've never been on this road before and so you you think to yourself well i better do this a lot so that i know it so that i don't have to use my gps and so you do that for a month straight every single day and now you can pretty much do it with your eyes closed mm -hmm. versus someone says hey let's go for a drive and yeah you turn your GPS off and you just go, you follow the lines on the road and you just go, you have no idea where it's going to take you. You're mm -hmm. driving in both cases, but in the yeah. one, in the one case, you're following your mind's eye 
and you can do it with your eyes closed uh, and you know you should do a good job because you've done it a lot. The other time is like, it's okay if you slip up a bit and you go off the shoulder and maybe you miss a turn. That's a pretty decent analogy for how it, how it feels to do this. It's just very free. Yeah. I, I like that. It's like, I, I think at some point we had talked about what it means to be like a seasoned drummer or what it takes to be a pro, I think is specifically what we were talking about. A pro. And Mm -hmm. I think being able to do both of these things is part of that. Like Mm -hmm. for me, like here, like hearing this conversation, all I'm hearing in the back of my head is like, this is a seasoned drummer. (laughs) Like if, Mm. if you can do improv and you can play well when you've prepared, like you can play what you've prepared, remember something specific, yeah. or you could just show up on the kit and play. Yeah. Like that for me is like, that's a season of drummer. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, like, um, not that you're necessarily confident in both, but mm-hmm. it's like, he's a 10, but he can only do improv. I've seen you <laughs> do this. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think what, what you're saying is super true um, about anyone who's willing, who's able to do both, but I think you can see it in somebody when they play. Yeah. Like when I watch you do a cover, I can tell you've practiced it, and maybe yeah. it's like your third or fourth take or something. But we always used to, so we used to say in the band, uh, if we had a bad show, we would say our worst show is still better than what used to be our best. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy if you think about it. It's like we could get up there and play worse, sloppier than than we could even imagine, and it's still better than what we used to be able to play at our best. Yeah. So when I watch you play a cover, like a Reliant K song or maybe something you wrote, I can tell what your ability is, even though you're you might not be playing up to your ability. And That's I can tell what your improv would be like too, based on your fills and your grooves. Now, if yeah. you're like me, Tim, I say, Tim, you can do improv. I know you can. I've seen your fills. I've seen your grooves. You might, if you're like me, think to yourself, oh, I can't just do that. Like I yeah. have to have it figured out. I need to know how I'm getting into it, how I'm getting out of it. Right. But it's like, no, no, you don't. Like part of that is letting go, knowing you can do it and just, just trying it knowing that mm-hmm. you might fall apart and fail and several times tonight i did and it was it was kind of fun i was like yeah <laughs> i was just having so much fun it was so rewarding and walking off mm-hmm. the kit knowing that it, it didn't matter that much right it was so man just so yeah, different it takes the pressure off to do that yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i love that i i remember you telling me um a while ago. I don't think it was on the podcast either. So if this isn't something you don't want the world to know, just <laughs> let me know and I'll edit it out. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I remember you telling blank me right here, you know what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember you telling me that um like you don't like to to publish things that you haven't that don't like show the best. Yeah. of you. That's like correct. you're very particular about what actually gets put out or at least what you put out on social media. You know, if someone posts yeah. a video of a show you guys played, it's, you know, it's whatever, but when That's you different. when you put something out, it's got to be it's got to be worked on, it's got to be quality, you have to yeah. be proud of it. Um and I 100% get get that. And I think one thing that I did, especially like with Instagram, are you like was, that? 
I am like that, but I, I okay. force myself not to be with Instagram wow. in a way that was like, you know what? I am not going to strive for the best take. Uh, part of this was just because I didn't have enough time <laughs> to right. get the best take. Uh, to, but, to my point earlier, yeah, which I think yeah. I made maybe an inner circle, you don't have time. Yeah. I just wanted to get on like the kit just, and I, I felt like it yeah. was almost freeing to click that publish button and know that it wasn't the best know that it wasn't my best. One, it was this like, is 100% true. As soon as I did that, it was like, man, yeah. that now felt people great. Know. And sometimes I get criticized and yeah. they'd be like, yo, like this just doesn't seem like as good as, as I know that you can play. And it's like, mm-hmm. I know, but uh, you know, I it's, wasn't, I just wanted to pretty get, good, I just though. wanted to publish something. <laughs> so I feel, feel pretty good about it. It's pretty, <laughs> dude, why do we do this to ourselves though? This is what I was talking about before where I think we, Okay, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, but I need to post the best stuff because I know what I'm capable of. Okay, so let's say you post something that's your best and it took you three hours to get it. Let's say it's not even drumming. We all do this thing where we record a story and we don't like how we said a word or we, we look dumb in it or whatever, mm-hmm. so we re-record it. Let's say you do that for a story. You're talking about your breakfast. You're talking about your... Uh, your job or you're showing off something that you did or right, whatever it is. It takes you an hour to get it right. Now that's extreme, but let's just say. Yeah. After an hour, you post it and someone goes, dude, that's amazing. You're incredible. Wow, 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 wow. Getting all the mm-hmm. comments and getting all the responses. The next time you go to post a story, are you going to post um, one that is less quality, less impressive, lower level, lower tier? You're not going to want to, that's for sure. You're not going to want to. So look what you just did to yourself. Well, what happened to me with drumming in the band is that I did this for so many years that I had legitimately created a um, level of performance and perfection that I couldn't even match, Mm. regularly match. Like I could hit it sometimes, but it it wasn't sustainable. And what that does is it creates this anxiety or this nervousness this, this fear of failing people. Yeah. Well, it's all really just made up. I mean, mm-hmm. if not all, mostly just made up. It's in your head. <laughs> right. You're right. holding yourself to this standard that really you're one of the only people holding yourself to. There are mm-hmm. a couple others. And when yeah. they say something, it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. But for every one of them, there's a hundred other people that are just happy to see it. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to follow Tim's advice, not mine. Because <laughs> I, I really just started getting better at this in the last, when was that second leg? April, May, this year. Mm-hmm. And guys, it's so freeing. It is. And it's just better. Just be mm-hmm. yourself. It's okay. And be proud what of pe- that. Like, don't post it. S- and be and get all cringy like like post it and be proud of it you know like absolutely like be proud of what you've achieved i think like you just made an incredible point and i want to circle back real quick to what you said about like even your worst show is better than your shows like five years ago yeah you know and imagine if the standard that you had for yourself right now was the standard that you had to meet five years ago, (laughs) you know, just in order for you to get on stage and play. Like, it would be impossible. 
right? Mm. So like you have to be realistic. You have to be able to give yourself some space, yeah. you know, and you have to like trust in your abilities at that yeah. moment and mm-hmm. be proud of where you're at, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, I, I think we're yeah. entering an era where this is actually crucial, not mm-hmm. just for you and me and everyone listening to do on the, on the, on the giving side, <clears throat> on the creator content creator side, but also on the receiving it because mm-hmm. we're entering an area of an era of AI. We're entering an era of AI. That's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to believe <laughs> our, <laughs> our maternity pictures were taken by a buddy of ours named Jordan, Jordan Voth. And, um, he's very good at what he does. He shot our wedding as well. Do do you remember seeing him at the wedding? I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. His pictures yeah. are fantastic. Yeah, he's he's yeah. great. So he took a bunch of pictures of us three three different locations, two of which were at my farm. Well, the one was in front of my pond. He was editing the pictures the next week, I think, and he sent over three pictures, and it was it was all the same picture, mm-hmm. but in the background of two of them were completely different scenescapes. And I could kind of tell on the one that was more mountainous and had pine trees, but the other one looked like the original picture more than the original picture did. Mm. And here in Photoshop, there's a new AI feature. Yeah. And he just subbed it out and input the information. I mean, it's just, I think it's like a drag and drop feature. It's, there's Mm -hmm. really nothing to it. So, do you want to be real? I think it'll serve you well, both you personally and also the, your audience or your yeah. friends and family because there's going to be so much fake crap put out, there so is, much man. generic, you know, just disingenuous stuff that people are just yep. going to be like, ugh, this is gross. Right. There already is, and I think you're already seeing, like, our photographer Ray Duker posted some stuff from the Under Oath um, Ghost Inside tour, and it's some of the pictures he's posting are pictures that kind of remind me of like. I hope he's not offended by this if he's watching this, but I think his goal was to make it look like five years ago on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I think it was taken on an iPhone. It's very basic shots, and the artistic. The way that he's taking the pictures is even different. It's like hmm. a picture of um, not like nothing. Like it's just like all right, there's some people hanging out in a room. It's not an yeah. exciting picture. It's just it's very basic, but it, it sticks with you because it's different. Hmm. Like you want to look at it and figure out, well, why did he post this? Yeah. It doesn't just give you everything up front, right? I like that. Yeah. We've uh, not to bore everyone out of their minds, but working in marketing, AI is a massive topic. Is that know, right? Because I oh yeah, because it could put people out of jobs. You know, um, and a lot of the complaints now is even like, you know, we do a lot of content creation, a lot of writing, and it's like now you can pretty much just put in a prompt and, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it'll write it for you. Uh, so the argument then is like, well how do we, you know, we have to embrace technology in some yeah. ways, uh, and utilize it, but it's like, how do you straddle that very, uh, fine line of, yeah. you know, 
you know, being creative and sticking to your guns and doing things authentically, and then also uh, being ahead of the game and utilizing technology um, and being at the forefront of technology. You know, so it's <laughs> it's a tough it's a tough conversation, but I think I think what we're talking about here is exactly right, and it's that um, I think we're already seeing people get getting sick of just the same old thing. You know, mm-hmm. things that are just so polished that absolutely it's it's not even enjoyable you know they want to see this sense of uh reality that's why reality tv got so big Uh, it was also because of the writer's strike but it's still (laughs) people were drawn (laughs) to it you know it was a it was something that people did out of necessity and then it caught on because it's Mm. like this feels real this is like you know it it's crazy um, and so I think that that's just an instinctive part of our society is that we yeah. want something real because there's so much fake all yeah. over, you know, and that's yep. not going away. So, yep. So how do you do this? Well, um, <laughs> trying to keep in line with what we were talking about. I'm trying to be real yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it, it came with time. Yeah. I've been doing this for 22 years. Yeah. It, it didn't, I remember I was sitting down at night, I was telling our keyboardist, uh, Lydia, she's 15. I said, at your age, I was trying out for a church called Victory and they turned me down. <laughs> they literally sent me home. They're like, you're not, you don't have it. You're not good enough to do this. And I wasn't. And um, now it's like, I, I would love to walk in there and play for their worship team and just, I'm. I just have so much confidence. I have so much confidence in this area of my life, um, and I think some of that came from practicing and writing different parts, and just having a lot more tools in my tool belt. But some of it's confidence, too. Mm. Yeah. It's 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 me comparing me sitting at that kid in a church to the hardest thing I've ever done, which is playing the kind of music I do with the band on stage in front of a lot of people some nights and having it all recorded and having it all captured in pro tools every single night, every single Mm. move you make. Um, I don't know. It's like when I'm sitting there in church, it's like, this is awesome. This is easy. It's okay if I mess up and it's okay if things don't go perfectly. And yeah, I guess compared to how I used to view it, it's, it's a lot different in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my advice would be just relax really does not matter what people say about you. Mm-hmm. And that's actually going to segue really well into the next topic. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about this, but it's, it doesn't matter what people say about you. And the sooner that you can latch onto that, the better. If you, if someone says to you that you're really good at something, it's going to give you anxiety next time you do it, that you have to do it that well, mm-hmm. um, or else you're not going to get a compliment. And what if you do it that well again, and you don't get a compliment. Yep. <laughs> you're going to expect it. Well, what if that person says you're terrible at that? You're, you're, you're gonna just, do just starting to trigger people. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And what if you say the same thing to yourself? I'm really good at this. Well, all of a sudden your chest puffs out. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's, there's just not a good scenario for making a judgment for yourself and allowing other people to judge you. And we're going to talk about that in our faith topic. Yeah. And you might be saying, well, who is it then? 
that <laughs> I should allow to judge me? What What is the metric that I should use? Mm-hmm. Well, funny you ask. Yeah, funny you ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> I'm excited about this faith topic. Mm-hmm. Good job on the drum topic, by the way. That was a, that was a good one. I like that a lot. Me too. Um, Thank you. You want to kick this off? You said yeah. you read it. I read the yeah. If if all that you have prepared or where you want to go with this is basically yeah. what's outlined in the in the chapter. That's then, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's cool. It. Yeah. So um, the way that you framed this for me caught my attention because it's uh, it's a conundrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, and I love that word. Uh, <laughs> faith. So the faith topic today is take pride in your hum- humility, and and that was uh, that idea came from James one nine through eleven. Yep. Um, and I would actually encourage all of you to go and read the whole chapter. Uh, it's long. Uh, so I'm not going to read it right now, but I, I am going to just read through <laughs> nine through eleven uh, because it does kind of sum up what I th- where I think you want to go with this. So mm-hmm. um, here it is, James one nine through eleven. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wildflower, for the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. That is a jam-packed passage right there, my friend. I know. There's so much there. I know there is. The the first place I want to start with this is Tim Keller. seems to be where I start a lot of things. Rest in peace. Um, Yeah, rest in peace. I, the first time I heard this verse was Tim Keller and he was talking about what we're going to talk about today. I remember exactly where I was when he preached this message. Mm. I remember exactly where I was driving and it's, it's sunk in. Have you ever, if you're listening to this, maybe this has happened to you too, where you hear something explained to you and it's like you've heard it a million times before, but you're, but also at the same time you're hearing it for the first time mm-hmm. and it, it, I think it is probably the first time but it just sinks with you in a way yeah. that kind of blows your mind well that was this for me and um, and what he says is, is what I was just talking about in the drum topic which is you, you can't allow someone else to have that kind of say in your life if you do you will be all over the place Mm-hmm. You will be looking to please every opinion of every person you meet. And in the midst of that roller coaster, you will be uneasy. Do you want that for your life? I don't want that for you. I don't want that for mm-hmm. me. I'm working through that in my own drumming with the band and the way that we as performers have to handle the kind of job that we have, right? It's like you don't just get up there and play. Mm-hmm. People think that you do that. Some people do that, but more than all, more than not, it's pretty common thing in a you know musician's mind that you're hoping you do a good enough job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, sure. and then and then let's say you judge yourself, right? Am I going to do a good enough job? Well, my tendency is to be to set the bar pretty high. 
So when I play a good show, oh my gosh, I'm the happiest person alive. But then I go to bed, I wake up, and I think, now I have to do it all over again. Can I do mm-hmm. it? And on the other hand, if I play a bad show, I remember going right to the van, sitting on the far edge of the bench seat in our 15-passenger and just sulking. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. want to be around people. I felt embarrassed. Only to, to later realize that um, really no one was thinking about it. It was mm-hmm. just in my head. Yeah. So what Keller says about this is that only God can judge you. And um, it's actually helpful to think about God being your judge. Because what it does is when you do a good job, you say, wow. I, I am so glad I get to do this for a job. I get to play drums on stage. I get to farm. I get to use my hands landscaping. Whatever it might be that you do, mm-hmm. you get to say, wow, it is amazing that I get to do this. I love that I get to do this. It's so rewarding. Look at what I get to do. I mean, this is an incredible outcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. God, forgive me this. If you're a religious person, this is, this is a pretty pretty easy thing to say when you look to God for your purpose. And then mm-hmm. on the other hand, and maybe more commonly, you fail. Mm-hmm. And what do you hear God saying? What do you see him historically doing in your life? Um, well, he's not, he's not turning his back on you. And um, he's there for you. And, and mm-hmm. what does he say? The emptier you are, the more I have for you. Yeah, because the it just means there's less junk to um, work through. And uh, I really like I really like this verse because every time I read it, I feel like I think about something new. So here's here's how I'm going to take this for now. Is it is it possible that churches in our country will start preaching a message that it's better to be poor than to be rich. We hear a lot about churches in the West preaching um, uh, prosperity gospel, right? Mm-hmm. What if churches start preaching poverty gospel? <laughs> I'm serious. I've yeah. never heard this before, but after reading this chapter, I started thinking about it. And it's like the amount of times the Bible talks about money and how mm-hmm. you have to be so careful if you have money. Well, wait a second. Why aren't we preaching to be poor then? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't want to hear that message necessarily. I'd rather not look at my bank account and see it completely depleted, but maybe we're not talking about money here, but we are, we are talking about something very serious, which is, um, in James, I mean, you can read it for yourself. Yeah. The sun will burn up everything in the end, right? What does any of it matter? What does any of it mean? Right. And yet God raises up the poor. Yeah. And what happens to the rich? Well, by their own hand, they bring themselves down because they just depend so much. We depend. We depend so much on what we have. It's a mm-hmm. sense of security. It's a sense of pride. And we cross our arms and puff our chest out and look down our nose at everybody. 
Why do we do that? Well, because we look at our accomplishments and we look at what we have and we say, this is why I deserve what I have in life because I've worked for this. Look at what I've done. What does mm -hmm. that sound like? What does that sound like? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sounds like you're not thanking the right people. Yeah. <laughs> you're taking, uh, yeah, it's very arrogant. I think uh, like th this verse just for me lays out like, um, the, the happiest people that I've seen in my life are in most cases, the people with very little. Mm -hmm. I agree. A and the more things that you accumulate, it doesn't make you any happier. In fact, it, it makes it harder to be content. It does. Uh, Cause you just want more and more and more and nothing ever satisfies. Um, so th that, that's a different direction than I was going to approach this verse. Uh, but I, I like, I like where we're going here. Um, I think, so when I read it this past time, I automatically thought of mother Teresa hmm. who in, you know, if she was doing what she did nowadays, Mm -hmm. She would be an influencer <laughs> on Instagram True. and would have millions of followers and lots of money at her disposal. Um, but that was kind of the case even then. She had a massive following, not on social media, but lots of people were following along with what she was doing and were donating to the cause. And she had lots of money at her disposal, but she chose to live in poverty. She chose to love she chose to be with people who weren't the richest of the rich. Like, and, and who does that remind you of? Hmm. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, what, what was the life that Jesus lived? He didn't rub shoulders with the, with the fancy schmancy yeah. people of the world back in the, those days. He was with the, the lowest of the low and the, the poor and the, and the people that in those times you wouldn't expect a king to spend any time with or care about, you know? And fancy so, schmancy Pharisee. Yeah, fancy. Say that five fancy times. Fancy Pharisee. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, so bringing it back to the, the judge, like, like, so God, God is our judge, right? And, and that for the longest time for me was a really scary thing because, mm -hmm. You know, if you look at the standard that God could realistically set, it's perfection, mm -hmm. right? And and who wants to be judged by someone who's perfect? But that's not how the Bible reads when you mm -hmm. look at passages of him being a judge. He says, it says he's just, mm -hmm. um, which can be scary. But then I was like thinking about him as a father, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, where, where should we take our pride? Like where, what should we have pride in? It says right here, verse nine, believers in humble circumstances ought to be, ought to take pride in their, in their high position. And I was just like thinking to myself, uh, how proud I am of my hmm. kids, no matter what they do. Hmm. My, my son got first place in Mario Kart tonight and I was so proud of him. <laughs> he ran up. He was so, he was so happy. I got first, I got first. And I was like, good job, man. That's great. I'm so proud of you. And I was, I was proud of him. Uh, my younger son, when he draws on paper instead of on himself, I'm very proud of him. 
it doesn't take a whole lot <laughs> for for me to be proud of my kids because they're my kids and I and I yeah. take pride in them. And when you look at like the characteristics of God, you know, <laughs> it's like he's 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 uh, he's a dad. Yeah. He loves us. He's he's proud of us. Can we disappoint him? Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, usually when it hurts the most. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the whole idea of Christianity, right? Is like we don't want to disappoint him. <laughs> but is he is he when he judges us, what's the lens he's judging us from? Mm-hmm. It's not from his perfection, it's from his uh his fatherhood. <laughs> you mm. know? And when you look at it that way, it's like, wow, okay, well, that that changes things. Hmm. It, it changes things a little bit, you know. I I have a question for you. Yeah. Are you where you thought you'd be as uh, take your job and your ability to perform in the marketplace, take your job and, uh, and mm-hmm. your ability out of it. Are you yeah. where you thought you would be at 35 years old, your character and your, your faith and your understanding and, um, your ability, well, not your ability, but your, your, your maturity. Are you thought you, are you where you thought you would be? Maybe when you were a kid. Oh man, when I'm in my thirties, I'm gonna. <laughs> Have you hit the mark? I've hit the goals that I've set for myself, mm-hmm. from a worldly standpoint. In many cases, mm-hmm. uh, I was just talking to someone about this yesterday. Uh, in a way, mm-hmm. what I will say is that what I didn't know when I was younger is that I didn't know anything. <laughs> and the, the older I get, uh, and the more I learn, the more I realize that I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, getting older for me has just been realizing more and more things that I don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and how yeah. unsure I am about life and right. all of these different things. Uh, so am I where I thought I would be? No, not really mm-hmm. because I didn't understand anything back then. And really me understanding anything more now is just understanding that I don't in fact understand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but okay. as far as, as far as worldly status, uh, I, I suppose, yeah, maybe I'm not in the career that I thought I'd be in, but mm-hmm. I am where I had set out to be as far as, you know, married with kids in a house, you know. Okay. So living the this quote is, unquote American dream. Here's my point with this. <laughs> Whatever that means. You, if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, I feel like I'm in the same boat as Tim. I think that's probably most of us. As a kid, mm-hmm. you look up to parents, you look up to adults, you look up to people older than you and say, man, when I'm that age, I'm really going to have it figured out. I'm really going to know what I'm supposed to be doing. They must know. Oh my gosh, they have it all together. This is at least how I operate when I'm going through something bad and awful and terrible. And um, I just feel lost. I look around and I think, man, how does everyone have it to, you know, held together so well? And then only to realize a couple years later that 
when things are going pretty well for me, I look around and the same people I looked up to are going through the same thing I just went through. And it's like, wait, I thought they, they just, they didn't have it all together. Mm-hmm. No, because we're all human. So my advice to myself, my advice to you and those listening is trust yourself. Because if you just consistently look up to other people and say, well, when I get there, when I'm their age or when I, when I have these things, when I have these ducks in a row, I'll, I'll really be set. I just have a feeling that that idea is going to leave you, is going to leave us empty-handed. And, and what will really benefit us is to say, you can trust yourself, trust your gut, trust the work that you've done, trust your experience, trust God, trust in your faith. And um, don't live for tomorrow. Don't live for this thing that you're chasing. I think that's part of what the, what the Bible's saying to me here in this case. It's mm-hmm. like, take pride in where you're at. If yeah. it's a really terrible place, take, take pride in it, mm-hmm. actually. And I think there's a ton of merit there. The people that I talk to, I just taught a lesson to a guy who's um, not doing so great. And um, I told him, man, I just see so much good in you. I see so much good coming from this situation. I really do. Like, I, I, I would hire him more than I would someone who's got it all together because mm-hmm. he's just solid. So take yeah. pride in where you're at, especially if you're in a low place, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have a whole lot to show for it. Seriously. Yeah. Start to carry yourself in a way that's like, man, thank, thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God, for the life that I have. And I think that th- this is kind of a kind of a an important thing that we overlook in the West because it's really about keeping up with the Joneses, and so it's all about chasing what's next. It's like stop mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. People that you think have it all together because they have stuff or they have a relationship or they have this or that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It could fall apart at any moment, just like James That's says. Right. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. flower could just go whoop. It's done. Mm-hmm. That's 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 not a perennial. That's an annual. It's done. It, it's gone. Right yep. now, it's time to plant another one, just like that. So trust yourself. That would be my my simple, um, conclusive advice at the mm-hmm. uh, at the end of this topic. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to finish this out. I know we're coming up on time, but I want to finish this out without just taking a quick look at verse 10 and you just kind of hit on it for a hot sec but like but the rich should take pride in their humiliation what a line (laughs) you know and what that means to me is like i mean in this case he is talking about money like wealth status you know but i i think in general like it could be um portrayed as as arrogance or you know people who think that they have it all you know the people the the mm. prideful <laughs> they should take pride in their humiliation what that means is like when you're taken down a peg like mm. nod and accept it mm-hmm. and wow, take pride in that you know <laughs> like yeah, that's good that's hard sometimes to do. i'm not i'm not in most cases 
in that humble circumstance. I'm not good at that. Usually, uh-uh. I'm the I'm the rich. I'm the I'm the arrogant. I'm the mm-hmm. I'm the one that gets taken down a peg, and that hurts. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and I, and so this verse ten actually almost says more to me. As far as I mean, verse nine is a beautiful picture. It's how we should aspire to live, and especially when we're in those low places. But verse ten for me is like okay. Um, yeah, when I'm yeah, taking down good. a peg, that's <laughs> and good. It's inevitable. Yep. Uh, I need to take pride in that, and yep. that is a, a shift in mindset, right? That's great. That's really good. <laughs> All right. Well, we're yeah. gonna wrap this up. Uh, I I think that this this episode is it's one of my favorites. Uh, I I really like this. I really like this verse in this um, season of my life, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think it's just incredibly relevant for me personally, and I hope that I hope that's it's the same way for you. If you're listening to yeah. this, thank you for listening to this. Um, if if you'd like to support this podcast, support Tim and I. We uh, we have an inner circle. We actually just talked to him prior to this episode, and um, it's it's how we pay for the podcast and its existence. We don't really. Um, take a whole lot from from this podcast uh we get a lot from it just by being able to do it so Mm -hmm. if you want to support us and allow us to uh keep doing it that'd be that'd be awesome we have a patreon it is let's see if i can get this right patreon.com slash holy ghost notes got it oh my gosh that's the one and then our email (laughs) address is matt and tim at the holy ghost notes dot com yep (laughs) <laughs> there you go. All right. Wow, I'm going to roll. Pro. All right, I might as well go for this. Instagram, <laughs> Holy Ghost Notes. Yeah. I got it. There All right, go. cool. Got it. <laughs> it's it's only good. taken four years. It's only <laughs> taken four years, 104 episodes. You got this, though. <laughs> it's good. Honestly, it has, though. That's the sad uh, thing. Big shout out to a new Inner Circle mem- member, uh, Sam Hose. What's up, Howes? Sam? Sam Hose. Sam Hose. Um, nice to meet you. Um, he said he was uh, holding up a sign for your 37th. Yep. I think that's what he said. Yes, he was. Uh, and uh, so welcome to the inner circle. Thank you for your support, that's my man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's and, great. Uh, yeah. Pretty cool. Absolutely. But uh, thank you all for listening. Um, to those of you who have been listening since the beginning and those of you just starting, uh, we yeah. appreciate you. And... Uh, we can't wait for next time. Yeah. So what about uh, what about what about Jack? I thought we had a new a new member. No, okay, that was last time. Jack. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Hmm. I can't remember you're, his last you're name. You're probably right. Yeah. I think. All right. I don't know. That's all right. We'll get it next time. I don't. I don't make sorry, the rules. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry to ruin the episode, but I just did. All right. Well, on that note, I love Jack, you all. if you're out there, we love you. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Let's get out of here. Three. You know what two, time it is. One. Peace. Peace.